Hi, my name is Robert Alexander Cager, and welcome to Arrow Podcast, revelatory prayers and teachings created to launch your life and purpose forever into bullseye moments. This is season one, entitled Soar, O My Soul, learning the art of ascension from the inside out. This is episode two, entitled The Wild, God's Special Laboratory for Promised Purpose. As promised, I want to take you through the stages and seasons of transformation and transition that the Father often leads our souls into. He does this for the sake of His will being performed at its peak in our lives. God desires for our souls to hit bullseye in the area of eternal purpose and calling. The first episode of this season, we introduced the topic of addressing the matters of the soul. During my time of prayer, I came to understand that if God has the responsibility of stepping out on the circumference of the earth, and prophesying to us his everlasting will. And if we are going to see the fulfillment of those prophecies, then it must be our responsibility to ensure nothing gets in the way of fulfillment and harvest. In the first episode, we revealed that our part in this is managing our souls. The managing of our souls is called prophetic soul management. The method and process by which we understand that number one, our souls are prophecies. And number two, God's spoken Over our lives are prophecies as well. His spoken word over our lives are prophecies as well. All in all, we are held accountable for how we mature into the image of God as spoken and created beings, while we also steward what God said about us to the point of fulfillment and multiplication. Our souls is the place where the seed of God's word is planted and expected to grow and produce harvest. However, If there are undealt with issues in the soul, we will not reap the benefits of the kingdom of God from the inside out. This harvest of God's word results and manifests in an ascension and an access in Jesus Christ. The more we place our inner beings before the throne of God and allow him to lead us through seasons of healing and deliverance, the more we ascend and the more we rise above this temporal world and its sin nature, the more access of heaven we experience and the more the kingdom is established. See, God's eternal purpose for his kingdom is established through us. And this is why God empowered us with the grace and responsibility to deal with our own soul salvation. I'm going to say that again. God's eternal purpose for his kingdom is established through us. And this is why we have the responsibility to deal with our soul salvation. 2 Peter 1 and 3, the Amplified Version says... For his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. We have everything we need to manage our souls and to manage and watch over what God has said to us about us. With that being said, let us proceed to the revelatory content for this episode. Again, welcome to the wild, God's laboratory for promised purpose. This is what the Holy Ghost said to me as I entered into the fall winter season of 2018. He said, welcome to the wild. It was during this time I heard God say this, that I encountered and endured much temptation. I would say the worst level I've ever experienced on on this side of my yes to God. My mother-in-law passed. My marriage was being tested on every side. My finances were at their lowest point and I had taken a leap of faith into starting multiple businesses and I was battling some heavy rejection and that is just to name a few things of what the end of my year of 2018 looked like. During this time, it was as though I lost everything. 
I thought I had lost all support and even language for what I was encountering deep within. For someone that almost always has language or an explanation for something, for the past six months or so, I have felt that I have not had much to say about where I was or even where God was taking me. During this time, I couldn't feel my father at all. I so desired his warm embrace and for someone to come find me. And there were so many questions and things I had inside that I didn't even know how to articulate. I felt this turning within and this pressure, this constant turning, constant pressure that wouldn't leave me alone. It felt like a presence was following me for months. By the end of this season, in the beginning of 2019, I finally began to hear Abba's voice. His voice was crystal clear again. My sensitivity began to return and I felt a strong refreshing at 9 a.m. in the morning. And at 9 a.m. in the morning as I was howling before God when everyone had gone out to work and the house was empty and it was just me, the carpet, tissue, and my phone blasting worship instrumentals, I heard the Father, my quiver, say, I was there the entire time. I literally about fell out and released a screeching cry. He then said, Everything that came after you, every loss you felt, and every trial, I allowed it. Every encounter, every struggle, every snare, I allowed it. That presence you felt following you, it was both my word and the tempter. I didn't tempt you, Satan did. My part in it was this. God said, I had just decided it was time for you to undergo a deeper encounter with self and with me. I literally screamed back in tears, why? Why God? God then so kindly spoke again and said, I brought you to those places. And that entire season, I myself called the wild. This is where this podcast came from, out of that season. He said, this podcast episode, he said, You were actually there longer than you thought, but I had turned up the heat because we had now gotten to the roots of what would have otherwise killed you and aborted my promise through you. See, it was during this time in prayer that I understood that the wilderness or the wild is a spiritual place and a process every soul has to go through because the wilderness is the only place in the realm of the spirit that God is sanctioned, sanctified, and set as the place where your soul is confronted at a core level. It's the place where instead of the imagery of being put on a a surgery table, this part of God's hospital is where you have to walk with him through simulations and experiments of valleys, rivers, rocks, snakes, mirages, etc. So that you can see what is really in you. It is a moment in life when what your soul once depended on can no longer be accessed or found, whether that be your pastor, your spouse, your friends etc. Furthermore, you also come to realize that how you used to cope doesn't work either. In the wild, whether that be porn or masturbation, drinking, loneliness, binge watching TV, etc. The wilderness is the only place where the soul has no choice but to reveal its true character and is forced to reckon and wrestle with one thing and one thing only. And that's he, the word of God. This is why God said to me, I was there the entire time because he actually was. What I thought was the absence of his presence and embrace that I am used to was present in his word, his law, his precepts, his commandments, and his covenant towards me as his son. And I actually say this again. What I thought was the absence of his presence 
and embrace that I was so used to in times past was present, was now present in his word, his law, his precepts, his commandments, and his covenant towards me as his son. In the wild, the wrestle is primarily not against the tempter, aka Satan. However, the real battle is with yourself, bringing yourself to submit, confess the law, even when you don't feel like it, and yield to the transformation, transition, and maturation that the revelation of the word of God is calling you into in the wild. Bring yourself to submit to the law of God in the wild. The purpose of the wild is to call you out of yourself into a deeper reality, the true revelation of who you were called to be. See, prior to the wild, you have habits, ways, thoughts, perspectives, ideologies, belief systems, strongholds that have been constructed and on many levels have the ability to hinder you from walking deeper in true intimacy and fellowship with Jesus Christ. Let us understand something. We can lose the offense and let's lose it now against God and furthermore stop blaming Satan for a lot of the pains we often feel in our process of deliverance. The wild is ordained and designed by God and it is tailor-made just for you and his promise to you. The wild thing about the wilderness is that because it is a supernatural spiritual place, It has the outstanding ability to adjust to the level of testing it needs to for the person and the purpose of that person that God has just led into this place called the wild. The wild is not necessarily a natural place, but things manifest in the natural as a result of what's happening in the world unseen to you and to your purpose. We can consider the wild to be God's laboratory. It's full of adventure, testings, measurements, balances, scales, revelations, experiences, outcomes, conclusions. In the wild, you are left with nothing but the provision of what God has said to you about you. Alongside Satan, the tempter, and the harsh conditions God has designed not to kill you, but to surgically remove anything that would hinder you from being what God originally created you to be. The wild is the place and process where the soul is converted. The wild is the place and process where the wild things of the heart are finally, finally confronted. If God is to launch you into bullseye moments in your purpose and his promise, then the heart must first be launched into a time of confrontation with God's word so that it can combat the heart's thought processes and belief systems to ensure it is destiny proofed, meaning the heart has been rid of all sources and wounds of fear and doubt concerning God's word and his plan. There are five realms that we are talking about when we discuss the time of conditioning for the heart. Realm number one, the environment or atmosphere of the heart. Realm number two, the gates, ears and eyes. Realm number three, the mind, thoughts, meditations and imaginations. Realm number four, the heart itself, will and emotions. Realm number five, eternity, the plan of God. Ecclesiastes 3 and 11 Amplified Version says he has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose, and the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Yet man cannot find out, comprehend, grasp what God has done, his overall plan from the beginning to the end. 
The point of the heart being examined and conditioned in the wild is so that we can get to the treasure of eternity that God has placed within each of us. Also, so that we can get to the place of understanding. There is nothing or no one that can push our soul forward into promise but the Father. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, Amplified Version says, For to us a child shall be born, to us a son shall be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There shall be no end to the increase of his government and of peace. He shall rule, and on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. From that time forward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. God's plan is to accomplish this through our hearts. Listen here. In order for the government of God, which is literally God himself, wonderful counselor, mighty God, the everlasting father, our originator and author, and the prince of peace to be established in the earth, he must first be established and fully processed in and through us. The government of God must dwell within in order for it to be established without. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7, Amplified Version. Let's give some more uh, reference and support for this. But we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation and unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power will be shown to be from God, his sufficiency, and not from ourselves. With the wild, there would not be a process, or without the wild, there would not be a process to detect and dig out any trash that has come and taken residence in the environment of hearts through our ears and eyes and now is in our mind and meditation and is controlling our emotions and influencing our decisions, which hinders the eternal purpose God has hidden deep within us. I'm going to say that in a different way. Without the wild, there will be no way and there will be no process and there will be no space in time and in the spirit where God could really dig out and detect what comes in our what comes in our ears and our eyes what comes in the environments of our hearts what comes in our mind and meditation what comes in our emotions what has come to influence our decisions and with therefore what is hindering the eternal purpose that God has put on the inside of us the wild is the only place in the spirit that God has designated where we are tested and tried by fire the wild is actually at the throne of God we must again get the government of God within us no matter what this is what the wild again is for to produce the authority and culture of God in the earth through his people here is a simple way to outline the apostolic and prophetic process the wild takes us through for the sake of establishing God's government and God's reign see we go through a deliverance and healing process to conditioning the heart for the future in these five processes so I talked to you already about the five realms we revelated through those different compartments of our hearts. But now we're talking about five processes that the heart actually, that these five realms actually go through. Number one, process number one, exposure to show what's there. The light of God. The, the word of God says that the entrance of his word bringeth light. Uh, uh, and process number two, encounter, confront and collide with what's there. Process number three, God then has to take us in his scientific side and evaluate us. Look at it from every angle, measure us, balance us from conception until the manifestation of dynamic, the demonic cycles 
that have come into our life. And then there must be an exchange. So after the light has come, after the light has now encountered what's demonic and what's evil and what's and what's a feel of iniquity, iniquitous within us, and now he's evaluating us, there is then an exchange. This is where we begin to unlearn and undo the patterns, habits, cycles, and residue of these demonic cycles and grab a hold of the principles and measurements of heaven. Here is where you heal within and begin to build strong foundation in the wild uh, before your exit. And as upon exiting the wild in this process, we have process number five, where we are elevated, where we move to a higher level of thinking, being, and doing. Romans 2 and 7, the Amplified Version says, To those who by persistence in doing good seek, unseen but certain, certain heavenly glory, honor, and immortality, he will give the gift of eternal life. I actually, uh, side note, I'm actually in the process of creating soul journals for you to be able to dig deeper in prayer into this process to go alongside these podcasts. For the purpose of this podcast, um, in this episode, I just wanted to highlight these processes that the hand of God takes the soul through so that his, so that his hand can draw out his eternal plan from within us. God is truly invested in us and the wild is his way of ensuring he will get out of us all that he has invested. Do not take the season of the wild for granted. It's done on purpose. Because God is a master kingdom builder investor, it would be unwise of him to send an unprocessed soul into the responsibilities of the kingdom and of the future of his government. We have several examples in scripture where the soul is tempted by Satan and tested by God for purpose sake. In every place of these scriptures that I'm about to mention, we come to recognize that the wild contains the soul, the law of God, temptation, and an unknown time to begin and end the season of the wild. There are, there are, there are things that, that live within the wild that, the, that make up the wild. Again, and you're experiencing it. It's your soul. It's the law of God. Temptation is there. And an unknown time to begin to enter and then to exit the season of the wild is present. Let's talk scripture. Genesis 3, the garden. This is where uh, the place in the moment of testing for Adam and Eve. We see here that rather than taking advantage of the law of God to bring them further into eternity, they fell into the snare of Satan and didn't live out to see and didn't live out to see and didn't endure long enough to experience the glory that Eden had for them on the other side of their time of temptation. I'm going to just kind of move through, move through the scripture here. The Exodus to, to Joshua journey, the wilderness of the Israelites. Here we see that instead of the Israelites viewing the pressure of the wilderness as God's love for them and the place where God planned to make them his own and rid them of oppression and demonic holds, they viewed it as God's plan to murder them. This ended in them spending 40 unnecessary years in a journey that was only heavenly scheduled for 11 days. Let's keep moving. Matthew 4, the wilderness of temptation for Jesus. Here we see a man that because he he designed the wilderness himself in the realm of the spirit, he knew that he knew the terrain of the wild. And although the human revelation of Jesus Christ was weak for a moment due to fasting, Jesus was never going to bow to Satan. Satan never had the victory, but Satan had to be who he is. And that is a tempter and one that desires to always delay and disrupt and deny the plan of God in the lives of the children of God. 
Let us really quickly read this experience Jesus had in the wilderness to give us some uh, victorious context. Matthew 4, Amplified Version, The Temptation of Jesus, says this. Then Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had gone without food for 40 days and 40 nights, he became hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But Jesus replied, It is written, and forever remains written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city, Jerusalem, and placed him on the pinnacle, highest point of the temple. And he said mockingly to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to serve, care for, protect, and watch over you. And they will lift up they will lift you up on their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, on the other hand, it is written and forever remains written. You shall not test the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory, splendor, magnificence, and excellence of them. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, go away, Satan. For it is written and forever remains written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and ministered to him, bringing him food and serving him. After this time of testing and then rest, Jesus was sent out in power, purpose and the promise of God. Here we have an example on how to maneuver through the times of temptation and testing. It is only so that the Father can ensure we are ready for the launching and sending for purpose and promise. Let's look at Matthew 26, the Garden of Gethsemane. We're looking at several types of wilderness experiences to prove a point here. Here at this last example, I want to point out where we are. This is another component of the wild that God wants to bring to our attention. So let's read Matthew 26, Amplified Version, the Garden of Gethsemane. The last few verses of this chapter. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, Isle of Press. And he told his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking him with Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, he began to be grieved and greatly distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved so that I am almost dying of sorrow. Stay here and stay awake and keep watch with me. And after going a little farther, he fell face down and prayed, saying, my father, if it is possible, that is consistent with your will, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, So you men cannot stay awake and keep watch with me for one hour, huh? Keep actively watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, saying, My father... If this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words once more, not my will, but thy will be done. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Listen, the hour of my sacrifice is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Whose way and nature is to oppose God? Get up. Let us go. Look, my betrayer is near. The wild is not just a place that prepares you for activity and function in ministry. The wild is the one place that calls for a level of submission, acceptance, and resolve concerning the deaths you must die in order to live the life you were always born to live. 
as arrows, we are not just his chosen to be sent into purpose. Because before you are sent into purpose, you are launched into a resolve about the type of life you are to live and the level of standard you are required to live in order to really see God's will done and his kingdom coming in the earth as it is in heaven. Yes, in this place called the wild and wilderness, we are tempted, we are tried, we are examined, we are measured. And it is also the place where we make fresh covenants and vows with God to die again so that we can live again. Die to what, you might ask? What is all this talk about death? While this is not a natural death, we are called in the apostolic books of Paul in Paul's time and time again to, to die to the desires of the flesh. Flesh being our sin nature in exchange for life eternal and glory eternal here now as it is in heaven. There's an exchange for a false identity, for, for the real thing in the wild. In the wild, there must be this exchange and this determines your exit from this spiritual place and the painful place of emergence of eternal purpose. I'm going to say this again. <laughs> in the wild, there must be an exchange that determines your exit from, spiritual, from this spiritual place of this painful place of the emergence of eternal purpose. This exchange that determines your exit is called, yes, Lord, not my will, but thine will be done. Without this revelatory exchange, you will end up like the children of Israel who were sent back the way they came and had to experience 40 years in a place that was only designed to be 11 days. See, the wilderness does not have a time frame, but doubt, fear, I'm sorry, the wilderness does in fact have a time frame, but doubt, Fear, unbelief, and disobedience will prolong your time in a place that was only meant to be seasonal. This is Satan's desire. So instead of being turned around to repeat processes over and over again, like the children of Israel, you can find this reference of what I'm speaking about in Deuteronomy 134-40. through 40. Here, is where, here is where you will recognize their pattern. So recognize... That when you are in a hard place, say this instead. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. And continue to let the fellowship and company of God's word wash over you and bring you completely out of cycles of hell and into the realities of promise. This is the launching pad. So welcome. Welcome to the exit out of this season's wilderness called not my will, but thy will be done. Yes, there will be more seasons of digging, deeper and, 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 and deeper transformation. But for now, for some of us, it is our time to cut a brand new covenant with God and move forward into what God has spoken over our lives for this time and season. As we are now at the conclusion of this podcast episode, I'm going to begin to pray the word of God, which will declare our completion of this season's wilderness and onto the next that God has for us as his arrows. We declare this together. Send us, Lord. We will go. So for a few minutes, let us now begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. 
Shetelabasi Briando, Rebesa Talavanbo, Shev Diando, Branaman, Subreke, Riban, Setelebebiando, Raban de Beko, Talaman, Sebraia, Veleku de Lebeco Bushikelaban, Sebre, and Alabo Sobre, Daman, Sobraia, Vrenda Labo Subreke, Telebebian, Subreka, Laban Brandestai, Shitelaban, Sebriando, Brandambre, Dan Subreka, Brambanse, Vrande del Subriando, Briando, Bran Sabria, Shiketelebe, Sibreka, Telebeco Brican, Sibiando. Father, we love you. Father, we adore you. Father, we acknowledge that your light is among us, that your revelation is here, and that your fire is present uh, to move us in the spirit uh, with you and to uh, beyond, into the future. To move us uh, beyond where we are so that we can hit bullseye concerning our purpose and our calling. Father, you have walked us through strong things. You have walked us through hard rivers and uh, uh, deep waters and hard terrain the last year. Father, I thank you that, Lord God, you did not leave us, but you gave us your law. You gave us your word in the midst of temptation. And Father, as we now have released a, a, a podcast episode that is a result of a hard process that you have birthed us and walked us through. Father, um, we, we now come and we thank you. And we read these two scripture passages. I feel God. Jesus. Father, we now read these two scripture passages to celebrate uh, uh, and commemorate what it is that you've done in our hearts and in our souls. Um, the rough year that 2018 was. And so now uh, we pray the word of God, uh, uh, which is the sword of the spirit. Isaiah 40 entitled The Greatness of God. is the Amplified Version. Hallelujah. And we pray this. Comfort, oh comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem in Jesus' name and call out to her that her time of compulsory service and warfare is finished. That her wickedness has been taken away since her punishment is sufficient. That she has received from the Lord's hand double punishment for all her sins. Listen to the prophetic word in prayer. A voice of one is calling out, clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Remove the obstacles. Make straight and smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised and every mountain and hill made low. And let the rough ground become a plain and the rugged places. A broad valley. And the glory and majesty and splendor of the Lord will be revealed. And all humanity shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. A voice says, call out, prophesy. Then he answered, what shall I call out? The voice answered, all humanity is as frail as grass. And all that makes it attractive, its charm, its loveliness is momentary like the flower of the field, God. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, most certainly all the people are like grass. The grass withers, the flower fades. But the word of our God stands forever. O Zion, herald of good news, get up on a high mountain. O Jerusalem, herald of good news, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. 
And we now move. You can read the rest of, 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 of Psalm 40. But we now move to Psalm 34. The Lord, a provider, and the one who rescues me. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. The humble and downtrodden will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us lift up his name together. I sought the Lord in the wilderness on the authority of his word. And he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked at him and were radiant. Their faces were never blushing, shame, or confusion. This poor man cried. And the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go back to Isaiah 40. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We're going to go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to go to the 27th verse. Uh, hallelujah. Why, O Jacob, do you say and declare, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and the justice do me escapes the notice of my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Prince of Peace, wonderful counselor. Hallelujah. The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become tired or grow weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Hallelujah. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who has no mighty increases power. Even youths grow weary Tired and vigorous young men stumble badly. Hallelujah. But those who wait for the Lord in the wilderness, who expect, look for him, and hope in him in the dry place, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising toward the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. I just felt led in this prayer to go back to Isaiah 40. Hallelujah. And then we can come back to Isaiah. I'm sorry. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, it was Isaiah 40, not Psalm 40. Isaiah 40. Hallelujah. And Psalm 34. I'm going to go back to read the end of Psalm 34. Bless your name, God. I want to read. Hallelujah. I want to read. I want to read starting. At the uh, starting at the 17th uh, verse, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their distress and troubles. The Lord is near to the heartbroken and he saves those who are crushed in spirit, contrite in heart, truly sorry for their sin. Many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous. You hear this, but but the Lord rescues him and rescues her from them all. He keeps all its bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil will cause the death of the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be held guilty and will be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. It is in Jesus' name that we decree and declare these scriptures, that we seal this podcast episode with the word of the Lord, that none of those who take refuge in God during your wilderness times, your times of grievous grievous temptation, you will not be condemned. For more revelation that goes well with this episode and will be within the journal that address these soul seasons, you can read Psalms 1 through 4 um, and then Psalms 33 through 34 and the entirety of Isaiah 40 as well. Uh, I just wanted to decree and declare the glory of the Lord upon you as we come to the benediction. I just wanted to decree and declare that, 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 that you will not abort the promise of God by exiting your season too early. 
but you will uh, remain in the wilderness. You will remain in the laboratory of God. And I pray right now that you will remain in the place where God um, can increase your sensitivity, where God can begin to uh, begin to move in, in in your spirit and begin to remove the things that are that are hindering you. We come now and we now by fire destroy the distance between you and the Father. I now decree and declare an anointing of, uh, of proximity, an anointing of access, an anointing where the distance and the and the and, and the Hallelujah and the chasm, Hallelujah and the trench between you and the Father is destroyed. We decree and declare it in Jesus' name. Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen. And Amen. Again, my name is Robert Alexander Cager. It's time to launch your life and purpose forever into bullseye moments. I pray this blessed and help those of us who have been in the wilderness. There is a way out. It's called, yes, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Stay tuned as we will release a few more episodes that will reveal the other seasons of the soul that you may be that you may find yourself in or you might be in actually this season. Join us every week for prayers and teachings that are created to empower you to live a life that fully embraces the eternal place of prayer.